know, Brian, it's springtime. Well, I like spring, but, you know, I prefer winter. No. No? Or fall. Fall, fall. I prefer more. Uh, I, I have seasonal allergies, so... Spring. Apparently, I do, too, either that I'm getting a head cold. Spring is not my friend. Spring is allergies. nobody's friend. But you know who it is a friend to? Uh, Jesus? Con season. Oh, con season. Yes. Yes. Not to be confused with con season. Right. No William Shatner here. <laughs> I mean, William Shatner, you are welcome. Yes, absolutely. By more means than necessary, please, you are welcome. Definitely. Definitely. But it is con season. It is. And we just came back from our three-day stint at C2E2. You know, like about 20 minutes ago, actually. Yes. C2E2 is... The Chicago Comic Book and Entertainment Expo. Yes, and it's, it is rapidly becoming the Chicago Comic Convention. Uh, understandably so. Over Wizard World. Yes. Which... And that's not a dig against Wizard World. I'm just saying. It's... C2E2 is more consumer-friendly. Yes. And wallet-friendly. <laughs> Let's be honest. And wallet-friendly, yes. Yeah. Um, we saw a lot of cosplay. Lots of cosplay. Uh, you could tell, like, people really put their all into it. Yeah. Which is... Like that Groot we saw coming yeah, in today? Yeah, we saw a Groot. Like, I think they were on stilts because yeah, I, they were, like, stilts. eight yeah, feet tall. Huge. Yeah. Uh, little kids just running up and taking pictures with it. Yeah. It's like, that's what con season is, <laughs> is about, honestly. Did you see the, I think we were walking out, there was this fantastic Captain America. Yes. I mean, the yeah, suit looked was, like it was like, it was perfect. Yeah, there were two of them, and of Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. And they're posing with her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, the attention to detail that a lot of these, like, hardcore cosplayers put in is just insane. It is, and it's it's really awesome. It it's kind of like almost like a testament to how powerful a connection that these mm-hmm. characters make in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not only that, like the level of patience, <sighs> boy, that it takes to make something like that, and that's that's like manufacturing on a very large scale. I mean, this is stuff people do in their, yeah. their living rooms. Some people have spare rooms entirely Dedicated, devoted yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, but. That's what I think makes this culture far greater than anything else. The nerd culture. I, I definitely people, agree. People go balls to the wall no matter what it is, no matter how small the convention is. They have a passion for it. Absolutely. Um, and we saw that with so many people. Oh, and spades. Uh, not to mention the amount of patience it takes just to wait in line oh, to meet somebody. The, the line for David Tennant was... Enormous. Yeah. And that's... Tenfold. Massive. If you will. Yeah. David Understand. Tenfold. <laughs> yep. Uh, we saw him uh, while well, in line for somebody else, yep. and he was just ear-to-ear grin. Like, yeah. genuine smile, so... Like, you could tell he was definitely enjoying himself. Yeah, he, he has a lot of skin in this game, and... Yep. You can tell that it's not just for, like, monetary right. reasons. Like, yeah. he, he enjoys what he's doing. Yeah. Which is really nice to come across. It is. Especially I mean, for someone that's been, like, so ingrained in this. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a huge part of, like, nerd culture. Oh, for sure. For sure. He's... And now, look, if you've... I will say this, but then I'm going to reprimand people. He's a lot of people's first doctors. He is. He was mine, actually, believe it or not. 
but I I put a curse on anybody that <laughs> skips nine just to get to David Tennant. No, I agree with you. Like Christopher Eccleston, he's a fantastic doctor. He's my favorite doctor. He's a lot of people's favorite doctor. He, he does not get enough love. And I agree. He was the first person to see that Moffat is like a big piece of shit too. So yeah, kudos to him for that. Yeah, not that Russell T. Davis isn't any better. I mean, he's kind of a. I, I now this is all allegedly. I, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to the quality of his character, but that's not to say that. Yeah, Stephen Moffat is not. Yeah, yeah, he's the devil. Yeah, and you know, as you can tell, his whole demeanor. Well, I mean, credit where credit's due. He also did create the Weeping Angels. Which I believe is one of Doctor Who's more iconic villains. Although they're not even really necessarily villains. They don't, they're not evil. They don't have an agenda. They're just trying to eat. Yeah. <laughs> they're feeding off your temporal energy. They're gonna yoink you. Yeah. I think, I think, I think villainy is a matter of perspective. No, it absolutely is. So, angel to some, demon to other. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So that's our that's our Hell, our, our Hellraiser reference for the episode. Yes, and that's not to say there won't be more because there probably will be. Yes, come on now. Uh, did not see a Hellraiser cosplay. No, didn't see any Cenobites. No Cenobites. Mm. Cenobuns, churros. Yeah, they had a lot some of churros. churros. A lot of churros. A lot of pretzels. Yes, a lot pretzels. of hot dogs. So a many hot dogs. A lot of pizza, though. I mean, Chicago's a pizza town. Yeah, yeah. More hot dogs than Zell from Final Fantasy VIII would know what to do with. Zing. Um, we also had the chance to meet quite a few celebrities, all things considered. We made some new friends. We did. Including Ming Chen from Comic Book Men. Which, he is just genuinely a nice dude. Yeah, he's a really, really sweet guy. Super cool. Down to earth. Uh, kind of a native boy. He's from, uh, yeah, Indiana, South Bend. So, you know. Dude grew up in South Bend. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I, I think growing up in the Midwest kind of humbles you. It does. We're not like caught between this East Coast, West Coast, like bullshit. Right. Literally, though, we are caught in the middle. But Literally in the middle. We have no stake in that, you know? Yeah. I mean. We're just like, give us a fat fucking pizza that we need a fork and a knife to eat. That's it. And. That's all we'll, we care we'll, about. We'll steal that. Only beef that we want is Italian. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta get some mats on that, though. Mm. Uh, yeah. But we did manage to get uh, an interview with Ming. We did. Um, which Very graciously. Right now. I'm here with uh, Ming Chen from Comic Book Men, and uh, I just want to ask you, what was your favorite childhood toy? Oh, my God. I gotta pick one toy? You have to pick one toy. One toy or one toy line. Okay. Now, I'm an 80s kid, so, oh, yeah. so um, I started, like, hardcore collecting toys in 1983. Okay. okay. About that time, uh, He-Man was pretty big, but I could not relate to a muscle-bound man in, in yeah. fuzzy underwear. Yeah. But then I saw, I was like, what? What? I, I was like, what is this? I was at the toy store. And it was, like, dudes with military outfits and, like, these guys in blue that fought them. G.I. Oh, Joe, of course, yeah. I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I love G.I. Joe to death. I love it. Um, maybe even more now than I did back oh, then. Oh, yeah. I can... That was actually Zach Oates. Yeah. Uh, pick. We, uh, we talked to him. From yeah. So, uh, of course, and, of course, the holy grail of all G.I. Joe collectors is the USS Flag yep. aircraft carrier. And when that came out, um, it's almost $100. Yeah. And in a world where the figures were 2 maybe $3, mm-hmm. 
my mom was like, "You're never getting this toy. Right. I'm not. We're not. <laughs> we're, we're not rich. And even right. if we were, like, we wouldn't waste money on a seven yeah. foot plastic aircraft carrier. Absolutely. There's just no way. So, um, I so I didn't get it. And I always wanted it. So fast forward thirty, literally thirty years later, one came in to the store on Comic Book oh, Man. Yeah, you're like, oh, um, tell me you got it. I uh, yeah, I negotiated with the guy. He threw in the Sky Striker and oh, a couple shit. other figures, and and I bought it. So yes. I finally got it. Um, That's awesome. I would love to find a box for it. Like, right. My you know what I really want is that hopefully one day I can find one sealed in box so I can have that and you know we're talking 8, 10, 15 grand for oh, this yeah, thing but it's a small price to pay to have that experience of opening it right. and putting yeah. the stickers on there's, right. there's taking no the, the things off the trees like yeah right. and with the you know uh, uh, keel hall the, the figures oh, yeah. probably got tight joints and, and everything oh, yeah true yeah dude one day though one day oh, but yeah. G.I. Joe bar none favorite toy line of all time best toy line of all time alright thank you thank you so much thank you so yeah he like you said, you know, um, absolutely gracious. Took the time to speak with us, shook our hands, took pictures. It was fantastic. He offered to be on the podcast in a future episode. We didn't even ask. He offered. Yeah, to be he on, offered. So. Which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Testament to our potential staying power. It's true. Um, and puts us one degree of separation from, from Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. Yeah. So you know. Who knows? Which, I mean, that's it. That is very exciting. That is, yes. I mean, just the possibilities that that, that entails, you know? I mean... Yeah, everybody starts somewhere. Look, yeah. at, look at Clerks. Right. Now they're wrapping up this big major production in New Orleans for the Jane Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. You and know, I mean... Like, gotta start somewhere. I mean, he was essentially Dante at the Quick Stop, you yeah. know? I mean, yeah. That that's what he was doing when he made Clerks after hours. I mean, it's... I mean, literally, his is a rags-to-riches success story. Oh, for sure. I mean... And now he has a whole Ask universe. He's He's got his own little empire, and yeah. it, it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if anybody deserves success, it's Kevin Smith, because that yeah. guy just... He was on the grind for a lot of years. Oh, he, he put in his due. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no oh, there's yeah. no doubt in the work ethic of Kevin Smith. Mm-mm. Um, in case you haven't noticed, we're kind of get big Kevin Smith fans. Yeah, so. yeah. It's hard not to be when you're a fat nerd. Yeah, it's true. I mean, know? he's our people. Patron, <laughs> patron saint of fat nerds. Patron saint of fat nerds. Despite the fact nerds. that he has lost the fat. Yes. I mean, for a good reason, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not one of these assholes that are like, oh, he's not Silent Bob anymore because he's skinny. No. Yeah, no, no, no. He's Silent, Silent Bob. Silent Bob is a state of mind. Yeah, it really is. And those who say otherwise can suck 37 dicks in a row. It's true. Try not to suck any more dicks on the way to the parking yeah, lot. On the, right, right out there. Um... Who else did we see? Oh, I'll just tell them about uh, your buddy Zach. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we stopped at the the Diamond Select toy booth. And uh, I, I had spoken to Zach out previously at uh, other cons. But this is the first time, you know, uh, we were there as a podcast. And uh, I approached him, gave him our card, and he actually said that he was aware of us. Which, which is... Uh... Mind-blowing. Dude, it blows my mind, because, I mean, I've been listening or reading this guy's stuff since he was on Toy Fair Magazine. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a big deal. I mean, Diamond Select Toys makes a <laughs> Oh, their shit's ridiculous. Their stuff, I, jeez, I'd say probably a good quarter of my collection is from uh, Diamond Select Toys. I mean, they're one of my favorite companies out there. Rightfully so. I mean, they put out a lot of good products. I mean, they're the ones... Right now, who's consistently putting out good Star Trek stuff? And I'm mm. being like the apex of Star Trek nerds. Um, yeah, I've probably... That's your bread and butter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. It's yeah. it's the and cheese on my pretzel. And we got to ask him what his favorite childhood toy was. Yeah. His childhood, uh, his favorite childhood toy was Lieutenant Falcon, the G.I. Joe, real American hero. And I think that resonates with a lot of people because G.I. Joe in the 80s was just so omnipresent. It was such a... Oh, yeah, you weren't escaping. It was a force to be reckoned with. I mean, you can't go anywhere. Everybody knows G.I. Joe versus Cobra. I mean, that that's iconic. They're really, they're, I mean, and like I said, there's something to that staying power, too, with G.I. Joe. No, absolutely. It's, like, it's it could have easily been washed under the rug and, yeah. you know, what, oh, another military toy, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. No, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, and I think a lot of that goes, credit goes to, like, you know, a lot of the writers. Because the between the cartoon and the Marvel comics, you know, there were just so many really awesome storylines. Yeah. And it's just like... For an 80s cartoon that was designed to sell toys, all of these people had backgrounds, backstories, oh, right. origins, they, and yeah. it's just like, you know, Larry yeah. Hama, you know, writing all these file cards for all these people, giving all these backstories and stuff. It was just such a rich universe to plunk down in and just absorb. And you can tell when people, when people take the time and, and the effort to actually give their shit a backstory mm-hmm. as it comes out. And listen, I, I love J.K. Rowling, but... All, the fact that she's become a meme for making information yeah, known after the fact. Retconning everything. Th- that speaks to it, you know? Yeah. I mean... Like, if you're trying to be inclusive, then you should have been inclusive when from the shit get-go. came out. Not just, oh yeah, by the way, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, you don't hear like now, like 30 years later, oh, by the way, uh, Snake Eyes was gay. <laughs> And I mean, yeah. you know, that's fine. Like you were saying about being inclusive. I mean, it's it's totally it's a great thing. I love to be inclusive. But don't be inclusive for inclusivity's but sake. Don't fucking pander. Yeah. Because it cheapens And people don't take it her seriously. It cheapens you and it cheapens yeah, what you're trying to do. People don't take her seriously. No. Which is like that's the last thing she probably wanted. Like seriously, like you said, she's a meme. meme. Unfortunate. Yeah. We did see a fucking badass Dumbledore cosplay, though. Holy shit. Like, Richard Harris, OG, like first two movies, Dumbledore. Spot the fuck on. Like, this dude put a lot of work into that and costume. And he was with McGonagall, and she was just oh, as fucking good. just so. as intricate. Really, spot, spot on. Like, whew. This uh, is the best Dumbledore I've ever seen at any yeah. convention, ever. Oh, for sure. For sure. He even had, like, the Fu Manchu beard. Mm-hmm. He so totally awesome. did. We also got to interview the Walker Brothers from Channel Awesome. Yep. A.K.A. Nostalgia Critic. Which was awesome yes, as well. Yes, it was very nice, both of them. Very uh, gracious. Alongside him was Brad Jones, yep. a.k.a. Cinema Snob. So I managed to get interviews with both of them, which we will put in right now. We're here with uh, Doug and Rob Walker from Channel Awesome. So... The question that we want to ask you is, what was your favorite toy from childhood? Favorite toy from childhood? Uh, For me, I guess the Ninja Turtle action figures. Anytime a new one would come out, I'd have to have it. Even when they became cowboys, I would have to have it. I was totally obsessed. I I was a Micro Machines and Legos guy. I I just loved building stuff. You gave me a chance to build whatever the hell I wanted. I was all on board. Okay, I'm here with... Brad Jones, Cinema Snob, and I want to know what your favorite toy from childhood was. 
You off the, the toy, top of my head. Yes. Uh, ooh, okay. Oh, uh, man, okay. Off the top of my head, I remember the uh, year that I really, really wanted the talking big bird. Everyone else wanted Teddy Ruxpin. Everyone else wanted Teddy Ruxpin. And not that I really, like, didn't necessarily, right. but it was the talking big bird that yeah. I really wanted that would, like, read you, like, uh, it, was, it was Teddy Ruxpin, but it was Big Bird. He was just, like, yeah, read you, like, storybooks and things like that. He'd be like, uh, oh, here's the story about when I bought too many flowers and, like... <laughs> Which is such a big bird thing to do. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. He just got him to keep his nest warm, but then gave them away. But then gave them away to people on the street. Like Ernie would show up and be like, "I'm on my way to see Betty Lou. She's sick in bed with the flu. Here, take a flower." Take a flower. Got a real <laughs> gift of the magi thing happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty awesome. And Brad said that he would be on, which is also awesome. That's very I mean, good. We we've had a lot of a lot of yeses. We had a lot of noes, but we did have a lot of noes. Kind of kind of some heartbreaking noes, and yeah, I, I won't, that's I won't true. Go into it because I don't. I'm not going to shut a door that. Yeah, we don't. Maybe open yeah. one day down the line, but yeah. well, sour tastes in our mouths for yeah. But you know what? We got people. a lot of lot of success in my book. I we think did. Uh, there's a we won a we won more than we lost. Yes, yes. Um. So, we also had the pleasure of meeting Twisted. It's true. Which I didn't know up until recently that Twisted, both of them, uh, Jamie and Paul, are both really into toys. Isn't that awesome? Like, crazy into toys. So, uh, again, just like Ming, definitely said that they would be on the podcast. Which is, was wholly unexpected. We we did not anticipate that outcome. Just the sweetest dudes. They were really, really fucking cool. Like, funny as shit. Yeah? Yeah, funny as shit. So. Yeah. Like, genuinely warm, too. It's like, these guys, like, they took the time to personally greet, shake hands with all the people that waited in line. And there was a line. And there was a line. Yeah. And, they, you know, they line. signed for free, and I mean, that was that was awesome. They didn't yeah, have to nice. do that. No. Another one that you could tell that they just really enjoy yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. And we, we got to interview them and ask them what their favorite toys were, so... Here we go. All right, so we are here with Twisted. And guys, I just want to know what your favorite toy from childhood was. Oh, man, mine without a doubt Uh-oh. was the Shogun Warrior. Was it really? Ooh. Absolutely. From Mattel? Uh, dude, shooting the fist wow. and the missiles and everything. I actually had it. My grandma got it for me. The recall. But I played with it. You know what I mean? I wasn't a collector back then, but I'll we never forget that. If you think, you know what? Because I didn't get a lot of toys. Back in the days when people actually fucking played with toys, yeah. that's why they're valuable today because we destroyed them. Oh, we, man. We, we knocked our eyes out with them. We got hurt. We swallowed the parts and pieces to the to the missile firing Boba Fett. God damn it. Man. Kenner, you son of a bitches. We knew you had a plan to kill us when we were kids, There's... but it didn't work, did it, Kenner? Didn't work out for you either. Hmm. We're, we're always talking shit. God damn it. Okay, check this out. Favorite toy? Mego Batman. Oh, Mego Batman. There's something yeah. about the, the Mego format that carried all the superheroes, Marvel and DC, all together in oh, one yeah. set. Spider-Man could hang out with Batman and go get a shake with Robin yes. and then go stop by Wizard of Oz and see Dorothy, that little whore. We appreciate hey. it. <laughs> Where is it going? You will not. You, I'm, I'm sorry. Speak that way. I meant the wicked witch of the quest. Of Dorothy. Dorothy is a classy gal. Dorothy. 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 Uh, yes. Guys, thank you. Don't no worry. Hey, have us on the show again, man. Absolutely. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah. 
yeah, it's 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 nice to see that one of these kind of like forgotten toys is somebody's favorite. Yeah, toy, you know? isn't that awesome? Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> I was so surprised. I'm like, wow, that's a that's a deep toy cut. I mean, so it was Jamie. You heard him, and, and yeah. they've been friends for a fucking decades. Yeah. So to just pull that out and be like, wow, I didn't know that. About yeah. You. Which is like that's kind of one of the goals here. Yeah. You know? It's you don't often think about toys. As an adult. But it's like, true. Like you said, when we were little, we would fucking play with them. Yeah, like, I mean, There was no value. Like, yeah. That's why <laughs> That's why unopened toys that we played with when we were little are so fucking that, expensive. That's why they go for so much. They now. got the nostalgia factor, you know. You mm-hmm. had it when you, little, when you were little. It made your entire life. Which is why we started this podcast. Yeah, you know? exactly. To kind of bring that back to yep. the forefront. There's so much, like, negative shit going on right now. We want to be a <laughs> Just kind of a positive back. force. Yeah. Yeah. A light in, like, the fucking swamp that we're living right now. Yeah. Like and Optimus Prime said, to light our darkest hours. That's right. Yep. That is right. OG Optimus with the with the big wisdom bomb. Oh, shit. Yep. Times like these that we need an Avenger. A toxic Avenger? Avenger. Nice segue. Yeah. We got to meet Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> Which was completely and utterly unexpected. Which is... Uh, holy shit, man. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. <laughs> Truly. Like, I, mm. A little short guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I kind of knew he was short. Yeah. But, like, when you, when you grow up, like, admiring somebody, they become, like, a giant to you. Yeah. And so to just be standing next to Lloyd Kaufman and talking to him about, like, what his favorite toys were when he was little. I mean, he even said it himself. He's like, I'm just a short little Jewish kid <laughs> from the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, that's awesome. And what I like about everybody that we asked, it it took them a while. Yeah, it's because they're like, wow, I never thought about nope, that. It's like said, it's the perfect asked co- them yeah. what their favorite toy was, you know? Yeah. And then boom. And it's I think it's them. a great icebreaker, too. It is, yeah. Foot in the door. Yeah. They'll remember it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, here's what his favorite toys were. Boom. Right? Toys were us. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, I wanted to know what your favorite childhood toy was. That is a good question. Uh, favorite childhood toy. I have to say, I, I would say, uh, we used to have these little stife bears, and my brother named them Beetle Box for some reason. Okay. So, the little miniature stife bear, I think. Took most of our time. Awesome. I also like these uh, wooden men, about uh, six inches tall, and they were called Bill B I L L, and the last name is Ding D I N G. Oh, smart. Bill Ding. Yeah. And you could, they they fit on each other's. Uh, uh, right, so you could stack them. And you could also make them go diagonally. Oh wow. And uh, they're pretty clever. And I just bought. A set of them for uh, my granddaughter. They, they, they don't make them anymore, but right. there's a store in New York called. Uh, ah, shit. It was on. They, they had a TV show, which I, on the Science Channel or A and E rather. Yeah. Oh man, I can't remember the name of the store now. But uh, they they sell like I bought a Howdy Doody. Uh, oh wow. Uh, that was my other favorite. Uh, I bought I bought my brother a Howdy Doody uh, the ventriloquist doll nice. from them uh, Obscura Obscura okay. In, okay. and this the, the the TV show was I can't remember but what they would do is I as a filmmaker need a mummy's hand 
yeah. I need a mummified hand. They go out and find it. And okay. They did. Okay. They were on for two years, and I did two or three of their episodes. And they, the owners of the store, are in Return to Newcom High, Volume One. Oh, okay. Nice. Thank you. Toys were us. Toys were us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that even even back then that. They had like unique ideas, like yeah. Bill, Bill Ding, Bill Ding. You know, like, everybody <laughs> puns have been throughout history. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. You're never going to stop the uh, mm-hmm. massive appeal of puns. <laughs> the pun train don't stop. No, no. Even before it was a fucking train. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back when it was a, a pun wagon. Yes, the pun pun Oregon Trail. The, <laughs> died of dysentery. <laughs> yeah. We also talked to our uh, our Uber driver. A uh, guy by the name of Brian. Really Ruchek. nice guy. Super nice guy. He's he's thinking about starting a podcast, so we're like, we gave him that push. Yeah, we, we offered a lot of encouragement, I think. Yeah. Which is like one of the things I think that most new podcasters need. Is yeah, that little push. That little... The market is flooded, but like if you have if that you... one person telling you, just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you have to do? Do it. Is... Yeah, just to give you that little push over the edge. Just, you know... To get the ball rolling. Right. And he was driving, so we didn't want to record right. to record what his favorite toy was, but we did ask him. Yeah. Uh, his, uh, <laughs> it's very close to my heart. His favorite toy was uh, the OG Optimus Prime, yep. which is a favorite of mine. I I was an asshole kid, and I accidentally destroyed my Optimus Prime. And I, I really wish I hadn't, because, I mean, Optimus was my buddy. I mean, I... Carried that freaking truck with me everywhere. Yeah. And, and uh, also, I uh, was able to talk to my my cousin Miles, Miles Muth, and uh, he said that his favorite toy was from childhood was the GI Joe headquarters from 1992 mm. with its uh, missile launchers and Hell you know yeah. all the stuff. He said he had all his GI Joes living in there. It's like, funny. Like, I, I was not expecting like GI Joe. There was a lot of a love lot for of G.I. Joe. A lot of love for G.I. Joe. Just, which is awesome. It really is. Because, I mean, I loved G.I. Joe growing up. G.I. Yeah. Joe and Transformers, those are my those are my jams. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. And, I mean, as you can see, they've both had staying power. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit, they're and still... And just god-awful movies. Yeah. Unfortunately. God. Yeah. Although I hear Bumblebee's pretty good. That's I haven't I seen too. it yet. Yeah. But, uh... Anything Michael Bay touches... Is kind of shit. Kills. Yeah, I mean, look Unless at how... Unless you're talking about Bad Boys. Yeah, Bad Boys is awesome. Yeah. That's not to say that Bad Boys 3 coming out... Won't be, be shit. shit. It's like the Shyamalan effect. <laughs> he started off so fucking strong... Yeah, it's true. ...that it kind of got to his head, and from that point on, it's like... But um, the... You know, that's funny you say that, because you can tell, like, Split was awesome, and you can tell that it was in his earlier... Career yeah. writing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just, it's... From what I heard, Glass is horrible. It's... Eh. You can tell that he wrote that now. And yes, wrote absolutely. Yeah. You can tell there's a complete and utter difference. Night and day. Unfortunate, but... Yeah. You know. I mean, the ending of Split left me... Or not Split, uh, Glass yeah. left me... Really, really unsatisfied. I, I mean, I watched all the spoiler videos, so I, I. Oh, so you know what happens? I can understand exactly uh, why you're pissed off about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, we won't spoil. We it won't here, spoil it in case yeah. you haven't seen it, yeah. but fuck. <laughs> I mean, really, that's all I can say yeah. about it without Absolutely. giving anything away. 
But, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's our first con down in the book. And uh, it was great. It was really great. It was... Appreciate the opportunity from C2E2. We, we really went, thank we you for that. We went with press passes. Uh, if you've never been to C2E2... You really I, need to go. I really highly suggest it. If it, you're a nerd, you owe it to yourself. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. The security there was spot on. Yep. Uh, really dedicated to keeping everybody safe. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, an unfortunate a, by, a byproduct of this culture we live in now, but they you could tell that they really put a lot of measures in place to, to, make, to make yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you weren't going to leave there, like, or enter there, rather, yeah. worrying about your safety. Mm-mm. Nope. Not at all. There was a guy that was Wolverine and his particular set of claws were too sharp and they made him change. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, they, they, they went the distance in yeah. terms of, like, security. Uh, it's every spring. Yep. It's so, either in March or April, generally. Uh, they let you bring in your own food and drink. Yep. Because everybody is awesome. has, like, dietary restrictions, so there's yeah. no worries there. Potential um, peanut allergies or whatnot. Right, right. They sell individual day passes and yep. three day passes and VIP. And yep. There's a shitload of panels and photo ops uh, and celebrities yep. and autographs. Alicia Silverstone drove right by us. It was cool. was cool. No, Donald Faison too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, our it was next nice to con, see Turk in person. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. Uh, our next con will be the Milwaukee Comic Con in the end of June, June. right? Yeah, yeah. The end of June. So, uh... That's gonna be a fun one, too. That will be fun. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah. Uh, as the time gets closer, we'll make more posts about it, so if yep. you wanted to see us and, you know, say something, say hi or whatever, we'll let you know when we'll be there. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll post that on social media and hopefully, you know, you'll message us, we'll get back to you and uh, set something up. Absolutely. Another crazy thing that happened is that we joined... Um... Podcoin? Podcoin, yeah. And, uh, holy shit... We so basically, blew up. you join Podcoin. It's it's like a cryptocurrency, basically. You basically get paid to listen to podcasts. Which, I mean, who doesn't want to do that? So if you're already here listening to this... You might as well make a little bit of right, scratch Right, go and listen it, right? to Podcoin, because right now we're a bonus episode, and I intend on making us a bonus episode as often as possible. Sure, absolutely. A... You scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. You get Podcoins for listening to us, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, you you build up and you can uh, buy gift cards like Amazon, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, whatever. Or you could donate like that to cards. charity. Yeah. So it's like a win-win. Like everybody's a winner on this one. Exactly. Um. So yeah, that that will do it for our first official convention recap. <laughs> this is our convention coverage, and it was. God damn, was it a lot of fun? Yeah, it was I mean, exhilarating. It's, it was exhilarating, exhausting, yeah, and completely and utterly worth it. We did a lot of networking. Yep, um, met a lot of good people, a lot of other did. podcasters. We did, uh, yeah. So we met um, with Rebecca from the Ghostly Podcast, who they're also Chicago based. So. Yeah, so it's it's nice local. Yeah, local for sure. Have each other's back. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have them on sometime around October. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they do paranormal, not not just Chicago locations like haunted places. Yeah, uh, you'll haunt, like them, a haunted history. Yeah, listen. you'll want to give them a listen. Yeah, if you like, I'm history, actually looking forward to yeah. trying them out. Oh, for sure. Um, 
What else? Oh, what about all the the, the really uh, cool artists we met in Artist Alley? Do you oh, my God. We met so, so many so the cool intention, artists. So the intention here is every time that we need a piece of art is to work with somebody new. Like, our Fat in the Box artist is different than the artist who did... Our logo. Our logo. Yeah. And if we need t-shirts, okay, now we need something new. Right. We'll have a new artist. We we re- exchange business cards with so many different artists <sighs> just because we have so much shit cooked up for this year. It's true. That I don't even want to spoil it by mm-hmm. saying who, who we talk to. No. You know? No. But trust me, you, you'll see the labors from this. Yep. I'm like... If if you ask Rick, I'm beaming from ear to ear right yeah, now, yeah, just thinking about it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's gonna it's be great. So exciting. Yeah. Uh, but hey, that's the future, and this is just now. We're just so, getting rolling. Yeah. So, um, yeah. watch this space. I guess that's that's exactly it. You know, we'll never miss an upload. Nope. Because we record in bunches, so we'll always have episodes. Something. Yeah. You know, barring any, like, natural disaster, alien invasion, I think we could be, perhaps... Look at the aliens on the podcast. I don't give a fuck. Actually, that's a pretty good idea, because, you, know? you know... What's your favorite toy? Oh, bleep blurb. Oh, oh bleep blurb. Okay. Yeah, I remember Is that the blurb. thing with the thing? Meh, meh, meh. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. cool. Cool, I remember that. Yeah. See, that's all, that's all it would take. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Keep on being a Toys R Us kid. You betcha. <laughs>